I have been teaching <laughs> Roscoe. I'm, I swear I'm sober. I've been teaching Roscoe sign. I did have two glasses of wine, but I've been teaching Roscoe sign language. So yeah, listen. I think you need to hear that again. I've been teaching Roscoe sign language. This is a doozy. Coming up this episode, Cadillac Jack, my second act. Plus an update from Rainbow Yukon Cornelius Sparkles Unicorn Dog Grooming Lady. Early into this episode. Let's get started right now. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. Put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, music, and in revealing and endearing and daring and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. You're wearing a parka as I look over to my left. Yeah, um, my name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. It's freezing. It's freezing. Yeah, you look like you're in the like the the, the the tundra. Yeah. How do I look? You're hot, but you you it's just we're indoors. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it's freezing. It's freezing. Like I, I don't know if I have thin. Like, do I have thin blood? Must, yeah. I, I don't know. I just get so like cold. Uncle, like Uncle Charles. I know, poor Uncle Charles. What's we talk about Uncle Charles a lot? What's the story with him? Like, who was well, he? He was my grandfather's brother. Okay, so what was the story? Why was he always cold and wearing clothes? A lot, a lot of. He was old. Okay. <laughs> he was old, seriously. I mean, he was about 99 years old. And so he would he would get out the old wool U.S. Army uniform from World War One. He wears uniform? Yes. And, and in the summer when it's 90 degrees. I love it. And get out his wool uh, bomber hat, bomber cap, and and, and just, you, you, you know, I, th- I think he heard, like, the Germans or whoever fought in World War One coming. Oh, God. You know, well, and, it's just cold. I'm a little chilly. Um, anyways, so have we covered this that I'm Donna and I'm your wife? Okay, so I'm going to give a little Roscoe update. We talked about on the one of the last pods about Rainbow Sparkles was coming right. to groom she Roscoe. A, she needs a watch. Okay, well, she worked us in. She might be a few minutes late is a message I got at noon. And she was two and a half hours late. Okay, she worked us in. And you just go all kinds of squirrely. Okay, two and a half hours, Donna, come on. But uh, but here's the thing. I'm not responsible for Rainbow Sparkle's schedule. And you're like, I'm trying right. to work and you're coming at me. Okay, hardly. Anywho's. So Rainbow Sparkles pulled up in. Okay, I had dinner with my a neighbor. short bus. Okay, yes. I had dinner with our neighbor today, Debbie, tonight. And we had a little girls night out dinner. And she said her husband wanted to know who the bus was picking up. I didn't think about that. The, the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to say what she said, but the, she was here by an hour. The smaller bus, yeah. who was here to pick up, and I'm like, "What is she talking about?" Yeah. And then I'm like, "Ah, Rainbow Sparkles bus. Was it sparkly? No, it was white. Was it like beat a, up, beat all to hell? No, seriously. Oh, absolutely. It wasn't like a Mercedes Sprinter. Had no insurance, I'm sure. Was it a Mercedes Sprinter? Uh, Donna, it was the farthest thing from a Mercedes <laughs> Sprinter. What was the brand? Uh, Thomas. The the van was a Thomas. It was a school bus. It was a short bus. Like the, I'm not kidding. Like the actual short bus, but it was white. Oh, like some of the athletic teams travel on. Did it have like rain, like rainbows and sparkles? And no, stuff? it had like a had like a you know those uh, those uh, those 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 iron on press letters you used to make your t-shirts with when you were a little kid. Yes. Your mom and you lay them out. Your letters out, and your mom would yes. do it for you. Where did I go to get those? Like we would like, get those uh, shirts made at Cumberland uh, Mall. Uh, like the craft store, like a it wasn't yeah. Michaels, but like a Michaels today. Yeah. Anyway, that, those were the letters she used. Well, anyway, he loved her. He loved Rainbow Sparkles, and I know y'all are just like you're glued onto the edge of your seat to find out how this was going to play out with Roscoe's um, his grooming. But you know, because he doesn't, he does not like for people to touch his paws. So um, she successfully dremeled his nails, and I have to tell you though, he didn't have that like fresh cleaned just from the groomer smell. 
He kind of smelled like Schlitz and cigarettes. Okay, well, th- that wasn't happening. No, but did believe. she? Did Rainbow Sparkles have that in her van? Not that I'm aware of, no. And I was on there. You were on the van? It's like a party bus. Okay, what's going on? Did she dremel was, your nails? Did she ever? He wouldn't get off the bus, and she took this picture, We because we're on hiatus for some strange reason with the newsletter. Okay, Donna, hello. <laughs> Elon ripped it out from underneath us. Um, we're searching for a platform. It, there'll be a brand new, a, we're up and running. Next so Saturday. you have agreed to sacrifice your, your social media to put up a picture of Roscoe, his school picture. Honestly, he looks like he's at Olin Mills. Yeah. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. It is very, it's very, very funny. So when are you going to upload this? Today is, people today, are listening when? Today, he's up now. He's posed. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's not even Olin Mills. It's, it's that the man that came to your school. Yes. And took your picture in the library. Yes. Olivia's boyfriend has it as a screensaver now. He said he's never seen anything like this in his life. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It really is. He needs like a little Argyle sweater. So because, you know, we've had a rough time with our puppy dogs because, you know, we lost dear Sally, which... When we took Roscoe to the vet for his <clears throat> annual exam, he um, flies five, five years late. He 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 passed with flying colors. He is down ten pounds. He's happy, um, and he got his blood work back today, and everything was looking fantastic. Did you think there's going to be a problem? I didn't know. I mean, you just never know. You know, you what just would you don't. have done if there'd been like a a ten thousand dollar blood panel problem? I mean, you got to get it done. You know, you just do like just, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You got to take care of your pets. Um, I have been teaching <laughs> Roscoe. Donna. I'm, I swear I'm sober. I've been teaching Roscoe sign. I did have two glasses of wine, but I've been teaching Roscoe sign language. Okay. Because he is so for a while, he was kind of sad because Sally was kind of the leader of the pack, so to speak. And he would wait on her and he would bark for her to come outside and go out in the woods with him. And if there was something that was like, I can't describe it, like if there was someone in the driveway that he was questioning or maybe there was some woman walking through the cul-de-sac that had no business walking through the cul-de-sac, you know, he would go down to the edge of the, I mean, he wouldn't like charge her because he has an invisible fence, but he would go down and like- make you think he was charging. Yes. He'd go down and check things out, but he'd call Sally out to help him. Well, he doesn't have his like Batman and Robin person now. So I've been trying to teach him instead of, he's- in the beginning, he would just stand on the porch you're, and you're bark, not ready bark, for this. bark, 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 You're not, you're bark, not ready bark. for this listening to the podcast right now. So you just bark and bark and bark and bark because he was basically still calling for Sally. And so we had to kind of hide or tell everybody, hide inside so that he can get off the porch and go to the bathroom and then he'll be fine. Well, that that worked fine. So now what I'm trying to, I've been trying to teach him sign language and it's working. Okay. Okay. I'm, okay he just came over, like I was sitting downstairs and he didn't have water in his bowl, and he just came over. And he can't put his paws together because the universal language for for more in sign language is like cookie, like more cookie. You put your little fingers together. Did you know that? I did. Um, he can't do that. But what I've taught him is to come over, and he puts one paw on top of me, and he kind of like r- rakes my leg, and that's his he sign. Your leg? He rakes it with his paw, and that's kind of his sign for more. And I swear he just did it. I know you think I'm crazy, but I'm serious. I you do. can teach dogs do. to do so many Donna, things. You cannot teach a dog you can. ASL. You yes, cannot you teach can. a dog ASL. I will guarantee you there's somebody listening to this podcast that is going to confirm you can teach a dog to ASL. sign. Goggle that. To sign. Goggle it. I guarantee you you can. I don't want to. Yes, but I'm teaching him. and he. It's, you know what? Actually, I am. I yeah. Am. I it's, am. it's right now in the basic stages, but I've pretty much got him to more. What I'm trying to teach him is like when he wants to come in. So, can you teach? Yeah. Go ahead. 
So I'm having him come to the door now instead of just standing out there and barking and barking and barking. Because you don't want to give your dogs treats all the time to try to get them to come inside or to do things. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Click. Okay, bullshit. Bullshit. Dogs have the amazing ability to learn sign language. Yep. Whether they cannot hear themselves or if their owner is deaf. Any type of dog can learn sign language. It will just take some training, patience, and consistency. Exactly. But the same goes with teaching a dog to stay, sit, and come with That's word right. commands. That's right. Exactly. It's just a command. From dailypuppy.com. Okay. Well, I'm going to show you. Teaching a dog American Sign Language. That's ASL. Uh-huh. I said ASL a moment ago. That's what it is. Yeah. So Teach your dog sign language three easy hand commands from YouTube. Okay. So, um, I will do a video and I'll demonstrate this and then we can like upload it on the YouTube channel. Okay. Okay, Perfect. Of him like more, you can teach your dog to say more, more, more. Now the problem is they want more of everything. They want more cheese. They want more food. They want more everything. Okay. But we're getting there. We really are. There is a business in Gainesville that has been a part of the, not only just the Gainesville business community, but the Atlanta business community for over 40 years. It all started with a businessman who, who never in his wildest dreams ever thought that he would become a furniture salesman. He, he was uh, he's a military army, army veteran, served, served, served a country. Wolfman also was an attorney. And one day somebody said to him, listen, what do you think about this? And Gallery Furniture was born. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna. We get people asking us all the time. Is Donna there the same? Yes, it's 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 the same Donna that you grew up with, Donna. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's not a hard, it's, I mean, it's not easy to sustain a 40-year business. It's really not. Um, you're talking about a lot of back-breaking work and a lot of hours spent at a company. And um, yes, so the answer to that is Donna is there and she is doing a lot of back-breaking work. She's moving furniture, she's loading trucks, and she works all the time. We've said this before. The only time she really takes off is when she takes her mom to go to the doctor and when she heads up the road to Cherokee. And the two days a year when she takes all the employees, gives them the day off. And then one of those two days that they get off, she, she takes a busload of them. All, every employee she has up to Cherokee and gives them cash as they exit the bus or stumble off the bus uh, to go uh, to go below at, uh, at the casino. Yeah. So, I mean, in order to have a business for that long, you have to treat people correctly because it gets around quick. I mean, especially in a business like furniture, it's very, very competitive. You know, when you drive down the road, there are probably six or seven big box retailers that you go past every day um, that you could go and shop with. And, you know, if, if that's not enough, you can go right at your fingertips, right on your laptop, right on your desktop and shop for, at, you know, any of these internet places. Here's the problem with both of those. The big box retailers really do not care about you. They care about financing you. They care about locking you into deals that are going to last for seven, eight, nine years. Um, so They're going to run longer than your furniture is going to last. Yeah. I mean, they're just really not that invested in you. And they're also not always going to tell you the truth. You know, they need to get that deal because they just need another deal on the board. Um, but then they're going to have to call you back and say, oh, you know that um, sectional that you thought you were going to be getting in two weeks? It's back ordered. We don't have it. And th- it starts, that whole process starts of you getting very disappointed because what you were told is not true. And then the other thing was shopping with the, you know, the places on the internet. It's, it is hard. I mean, you have to handle the measurements. You have to make sure that you, know, you can't see fabric. You can't see color. You can't feel it. You can't feel the texture of it. And how many people have ordered things on the internet where you're like, 
uh, that shirt came and it's like the size of a saltine cracker. How am I going to get anything? I can't get one boob in here, much less two. And so that's going to happen. That can happen with furniture. But guess what? It's a much bigger mistake. Because the thing about it is if you get that box in and you get your husband to finally put that damn coffee table together with 15 two pieces and there's 62 boards left over and you're like, what does that go to? And he's like, just, you don't need that stuff. That's your nightstand. Those were extra pieces. The leftover parts you can make your nightstand. Yeah. Like Helen, they send those in case you need them. But you, you, if it's not right, you've got to deassemble that sucker, put it back in the box and send it back. And how many things have you bought off the internet? That's the thing. And you never get your money back. So why put yourself through that? Why? 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. That's where you're going to find gallery furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Furniture for every room in your home. Also, big thanks to Awesome Alpharetta for their support of the podcast. Come play wild, stay wild. And Awesome Alpharetta, that's where we are, 30 miles directly north of, uh, 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Also to Fable Ford where you can get your Ford F-150, the best-selling truck on the road, right more healthcare. My second act is also brought to you by T-Mobile. Home internet for 50 bucks a month. Reliable home internet for 50 bucks a month. Free yourself from internet BS with T-Mobile. Guests of the My Second Act podcast state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. Brands you know depend on and trust like Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. Paramount pledges to you, cleanliness, a friendly staff, comfortable bed. Great location and a great value. Paramount Properties can be found in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, Knoxville, Baton Rouge, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Grange, Carrollton, Newman. It's time for mail call. Look, Donna, you've got mail. What's that? I got mail? Let me see. Open that Look, up, it's got a little sticker from you. Uh, right. not Did for you me. get me a Prezi? No, not really. No. What is this? Right. Is this like okay? Is this like that thing that Olivia Wilde? What was her name? Not Olivia Wilde. Who was it that opened on? Yeah, I think it was Olivia Wilde. Opened on stage. No. Okay. No. Um, she was served on stage. All right, pull out the piece of the sheet of paper. Am I supposed to read it? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. All right. Dear Donna, that's me. My dad was an art major at. Okay, I'm not going to be able to get through this. Okay, my dad was an artist. You haven't seen this, for full disclosure. No, I have not. Okay. Well, how would I see it? I know you haven't. I just wanted everybody to know that. This is not planned. You haven't seen this. Okay, here we go. All right. right. My dad was an art major at Western Carolina University. He taught art for years in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system to middle and high school students before making a career change to selling electronics and repping brands like RCA, Westinghouse, and Zenith Zenith, to local mom-and-pop electronic stores throughout North Carolina. There isn't a time in my life I don't remember dad painting or doodling with a black Sharpie on his jeans. Really? On his jeans? Yeah. Okay, I'll get on to Olivia for doing that. We'd watch TV and he would, he he always had to be doodling. He always had to be doing something related to art. And so he would, he had old jeans. He'd wear like on the weekends around the house, you know, and he would, he would just, he'd draw the most amazing pictures on a pair of blue jeans with a a black Sharpie marker. I mean, like, that's like, that'd be worth something. I wish I'd give anything to have a pair. I would. While digging through and sorting boxes on Thanksgiving Day, I found a set of 12 Christmas cards with toy soldiers drawn on the front, and I recognized Dad's left-handed scratch signature nearly hidden. My mind raced back to 1979 when Dad created the Choate family Christmas card. There are only 
These are the only dozen that remain. On Christmas morning, I gave my three children, Will, Olivia, and Charlotte, a card. And I decided to present the remaining nine cards to the most special people in my life. You are one of those nine. You gave me hope when I was when I had little or supported me during a challenging time. Or you challenged me in a decision that I had made that you felt wasn't the best choice and asked me to reconsider. I may have known you for most of my life, or you may have entered my life in the last year, which has undoubtedly been the most difficult. We may talk or text daily, or weeks may have passed since we last checked in, but I know that you would be there for my family or me without question and at any time. Please accept my most sincere gratitude for accepting me the way I am and for showing that you can truly stand by me through all my flaws and imperfections. You are one in a million or one in 12, as is the case. The other, the other envelope in there is, is actually one of the cards. Um, when I was cleaning up, cleaning up part of my dad's house after he died, I uh, found this box of cards. And I remembered when dad drew this. It says on the front, it has soldiers and it says peace on earth. And one of them is, they're all saluting and one has a peace sign. It's holding a peace sign. It says, wouldn't it be nice, Bill Cho? That's so your dad. And I've been sitting on him and I thought, what am I going to do with 12 Christmas cards? And then, and then it got close for Christmas and I'm like, well, shit, it's too late to mail them out now to people. You know? So I thought, what can I do with them? And after Will and Charlotte and Olivia each got one, there were nine left. And I thought, well, you know what? There's got to be, there's, I mean, I had to. Took me a while to come up with nine. No, you didn't. I thought there's got to be nine people in my life at some point that have you know truly been there for me or, or done something truly special or something truly special for me or for the family. Or but all nine will you know at some point I would imagine all nine will be in the same room at some point. Really? And, and nobody knows who anybody is. Nobody knows who the other nine are or the other eight. You know, have all knows. of us ever been in the same room? No, absolutely not. No. We don't want this to turn. I don't want this to turn like into a, a saddy thing. But um, we are. We have wrapped up a few like things that have been hanging out like just a lot of things like involving your mom's estate and things going on with your dad and just, you know, things that have taken a long time. Um, and there's still things hanging out, but I thought a lot about this the other day. And that is that if you are someone who is listening right now, because I've been that someone and someone says to you what I'm getting ready to say, which is, uh, and, and we, we, we actually talked about this on a podcast. I'll have to figure out which one it was, but um, it was about the quote uh, to tie a knot. If you get to the end yeah, of your yeah, rope, yeah. tie a knot. My mom had it cross-stitched in our den my entire life. And I have to tell you that, you know, I think that everybody walks different paths with you and I were talking about this the other day and I was kind of giving you a hard time because someone was asking you if you ever pray out loud and you said, no, but I think you have in the past. Right. You know, your faith and your um, spirituality and your your positivity, not you personally, but everyone's, um, it just, it goes up and down. It wavers. It's like a seesaw. And a lot of times it depends on what's going on in your life. And um, everybody has had an incredibly, 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 incredibly challenging. I don't care if you didn't lose a penny in the stock market and your business was thriving during COVID. It doesn't matter. Something, there, there have been things taken away from you, whether it was, you know, things going on with your kids or, uh, you know, just anything parents that you lost, mental health, anything. Um, it's been a really, really, really challenging two, three years for us. And it seems like this last year, it was just 
one hit after another. You almost look at it like you're standing in a boxing ring and you stand up and you get knocked down again and you find your way to get back on your feet and you get knocked back down again. But I have to tell you that in these moments over the past three years, um, and I've kept a little list. It's, it's funny that you did this because I've kept a list on my phone and they mean nothing to anyone but me. And it was just moments over the last three years where someone did, said, uh, God stepped in in a big way. Um, just where where you almost were at the end of your rope and something just happened and you can't explain it and you can't explain why it happened or what happened, or but it just did. And as someone who for so long never really relied on anybody but ourselves, you know what I mean, together. And we were always the ones who helped people, either through your job or something that was going on, because we were just in a position to do that. Well, we were very blessed. Too. Yeah, and then to if you've ever been on the other side, it is truly a book that I could write. And I know you're writing a book. I could write one too, because it's amazing how your life can get flipped in an instant. And after going through this seesaw of a, of a situation for three, two, you know, two and a half, three years and thinking, okay, it's got to end this. What I've realized is there's no ending. And I don't mean that to be very negative if you're listening. Okay. What I mean is, if you're sitting around waiting for the magical moment to start your life or for things to get better, or this is going to change this or that don't do it. Because what I've realized is this three years that we've been on, it's called life. It's not a bad situation. It's not a season that's going to get better. It will get better and it has gotten better. And like I said, there's been ups and there's been downs, but I think it's taught me so much. And I never would have thought that it would have taken this period in my life, which sometimes is supposed to be the easiest period for me to learn the most about myself and life and just how to, how to come back and how to just, you know, Keep going. I got to kicks when I was 19 years old. This was uh, mid-90s, 94 I got here. And I was making barely minimum wage, literally starving to death some days. And and I just ran up debt and ran up debt and ran up debt. Didn't care. Didn't care about finances because something told me. I didn't know this for sure. And this is not the way to live your life, by the way. <laughs> but something told me, you know what? One day you're going to do very, very well. And you're going to hit, make right, anything, any mistakes that you make now. Financially and probably in life even. That happened. Now, what we did not expect was for that to be ripped out from underneath us literally overnight and to go from nearly seven figures to zero. Uh, and, and so the, the, the rebuild has been remarkably difficult. I personally, when I was in my heyday at Kix, the former Kix 115, where I did mornings for 10 years, 12 years, they're a total of 25, 26 years, I could have been better prepared. When we first met, because <laughs> I think some people think when, when you, because some people only probably started to, well, some people listened to you from, you know, the time you were on when you first started kicks, but I know a lot of people started listening or really knew you in your heyday at more, you know, because you're allowed to talk more. You're allowed to, there's much more conversation and time for content and storytelling. And I'm not saying this so that people think that, you know, like, Oh, you only, you know, y'all were only y'all. Yeah. Y'all only had the good times together. No, no. When we first started dating, you were getting divorced. I was getting divorced. We were entering into a very, we, what we didn't know at the time was a very, very 
lengthy, expensive road to walk down to get custody. And we slept on an air mattress. In Roswell. We had a nice house, but we didn't have anything because we sort of had to rebuild it all together. So it's funny. Sometimes I think about it. I think it's like we started with nothing. We got a whole hell of a lot. Sure. We lost it all. And then you rebuild again. Coming off of your letter that you wrote, I do want to say that I have thought about it. There have been, if you were one of those people who even just sent an encouraging card, you have no idea. Like, you know, some days when we would record it at Appen in the podcast studio, there were some low days, you know, just low, low, low days. And coupled by the fact that, again, we were in a worldwide pandemic for a while. There were almost two storylines going on at the same time. There was the pandemic that we were in, and then there was the pandemic that the world was in. And so, you know, it was just a a very interesting time. And I remember sometimes I would walk into Appen and someone would have sent a card or something. It was just like incredible, you know, just to sort of buoy you up. So if you are going through a hard time, don't wait to tell someone you love them, start your life, do some of the things you want to do, because you know what I do know is you're going to have good times again. And then guess what? You're going to have bad times again. You're going to have good times again. And you're going to have bad times again. Absolutely. And, and that, for me, as crazy as it sounds, has been the lesson, that that's just life, highs and lows. Every episode of the podcast, we add two songs to the Caddy and Donna Spotify hype song playlist, songs that we have rediscovered or discovered, always a song we think that you'll enjoy. And Donna, you're going with the number one country song in America this week from an artist named Nate Smith, his first number one. Yeah, I didn't know it was number one. I had no idea. Um, I love this guy. He's kind of a burly fella. He looks, um, he's kind of like a Luke Combs, but not really. Um, but he is um, from Paradise, California. He's not a Nashville guy, but um, he wrote, uh, as usual, he had a publishing deal. And um, his first song, Wildfire, went viral on the TikToker, as it always does. And um, he got a ton of social media hits and then wrote um, his new album, which is Reckless Light and Shadow. And this is the song. Whiskey on You is the name of the song. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, my girl Beyonce. She announced a world tour, uh, the Renaissance World Tour, playing multiple dates in, in the States, starting in Europe. Uh, Atlanta got two dates. Houston got two dates. A lot of uh, markets and cities where we have a lot of pot peeps were, were given two dates from, from Beyonce. How many total? Do you have any idea? I, have I don't know. It's a lot. She's going to be on the road for a while. Um, I just wonder how much money she makes for each. A shit ton. Yeah. A shit ton for sure. You have to be like, it has to be one of those people who definitely like, likes to be out there and performing, which we know she does because she just made a ton of money playing in um, Abu Dhabi or wherever. For a casino opening. Yeah. I think. About $35 million. Yeah. Maybe it's there, maybe it's there where she got the bug. And decided to do a world tour. They couldn't have thrown it together that soon. But she uh, hasn't toured in, since 2018, I think. We saw her with Jay-Z at uh, State Farm Arena, I guess. Or yes. no, mercedes in Stadium. At Mercedes, yeah. yeah. So you're going to add uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z to this episode in the Candy and Don Spotify Hypes on Playlist. This is from Homecoming Coachella. Uh, 2018, I guess. Here comes uh, Hoover. Coachella, yes. you having a good time Hi. tonight. Make some noise. 
200,000 people were in the queue in Paris at one time on Friday. Hova, I said Hova. When tickets went on sale in Europe. Oh, Hova. I thought you meant there's the little guy that dances. Who's the dancer guy? Yeah, you know, we talked about him on another podcast. The little singer. Yeah. But Hova's. She name checks him, right? Yeah. But Hova's Jay. They and Hova. They could have sold 800% more tickets than, than they did. And they, all the shows sold out. Yeah, record time. Beyonce, hitting the road. Jay-Z, you think? Be along for the ride? Oh, I every, think so. Every, every night? There was uh, Brandy's yeah, I think so. Until they get into it. And then maybe she sends him home for a while. I don't know. No, I think it's good. I don't know if... I'm trying to think the last one we went to, if it was billed. I think it was. It was billed as Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Co-billed. Um, but this is definitely going to be her. I mean, I wonder how many people she takes out on the road. I bet it is just or just hair and makeup and oh my god! I mean, but the and dancers and all the instruments and the horns that's and the, what makes it a production. Though, so music. good, yeah. so good. Beyonce and newcomer Nate Smith from the country world being added to the Spotify Hype Song playlist for this episode. Simple Search Four F O R E Season Four of the Hype Song playlist coming up next episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act Thursday the. Ninth. This moment. Oh God. Oh. Oh God. Oh. Oh God. Oh. They think that we're celebrating Valentine's Day a little early oh, on the podcast and goosing going on and things like that. Not the case. Not the case. Uh, what you'll learn is is where that audio came from. A very funny moment. I had no idea that I was being recorded. It didn't even cross my mind. You were up to something. Always am. Always am. So, let's hear that one more time. Here's it's kind of embarrassing. The short version. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, God. Next episode, this Thursday, just two days away. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a two-night two sleep, and then you find out. Listening back to it, why are you reacting that way? Because I'm just uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I'm nervous. I'm uncomfortable. I think it's going to come back to life. Fight me. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. That's what's going through my mind. All right. That's next episode of Cadillac Check, my second act, the podcast. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. You get new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Check, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. 